I'm a mess today. That's it's I get it. I'll tell you when I'm not a mess. You're great. Okay. I'm okay. All right. In the double digits now. Now now we can really get serious. Before we're just games. Yeah, games with gains. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we can really sink into episode 11. So hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Hey Chums, the unauthorized Shark Tank podcast with your host, Sylvie. And Alyssa. Hulu has been gracing us with new episodes every week. Mm. Uh, we are watching season 13, episode 19, which I think we can... We both agreed was not not a great episode. Maybe I'm just coming back down to earth from the last episode, which mm-hmm. felt so vibrant. Yes. But yeah. I agree. And it's really stuck in my head when you pointed out that no doubt they shoot these in batches. Yeah. And I felt like this was kind of the scraps, right? Yes, this these was were like the of, discards. Yeah, this was like one minute away from being on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. But up with our first segment, we have Les Cookson. I have to admit something to you. I had to watch this episode twice because the first time I watched it, um, I had a very stressful day and I was kind of Mm. like, ugh, you know, shake off the bad vibes. Let me treat myself. Let me eat a little edible. Mm. Here's the thing. I've done a very dangerous thing, which is I have several different kinds of edibles of varying strength in this one drawer in my fridge. And so I grabbed one. Did you grab one of the wild ones? No, because those don't even come in five. I grabbed. No, I know these. you have to cut them. That's why I was. That's why I was asking because they came in ten. Right. Oh, right, right, right. I grabbed uh, like an emerald. I think it's called like emerald sky. Great brand, and I have mm-hmm. two in there. And one is like a five <laughs> mg gummy, and the other one is a ten. And I just blindly. You just spun that roulette wheel. Just grabbed, and you know, on a normal night, that wouldn't even be that big sure, of a deal of course, because I just probably be like. Yes. I'm home. I'd probably start doing some weird little sketches, maybe an interpretive dance and taking a (laughs) bubble bath. But no, I had work to do, Alyssa. I had Shark Tank to watch. So I so appreciate your commitment. Thank you so much. So how how was it watching this car sick bib pivot to Les's new product, Lucy Art, in your original state, the first time watching? Well, I wrote down – He's asking for 300K for 10% of lucid art. Oh, boy. I actually thought he was also saying lucid until okay. I looked and, it said, thought it, and realized it said Lucy. Okay. Lucid makes I, – I was going to say more sense than Lucy. It makes the same amount of sense as Lucy. So, so I mean, I get why <laughs> 10 milligram you had trouble with Lucy art. <laughs> Les never actually goes into the – sort of mechanics of the product Lucy Art. Or if he did, I wasn't paying enough attention. But it is apparently like a an old art device that <laughs> takes an image and projects it onto whatever you want to project it onto. If you look through like these little binoculars, you can like see an image and you can trace it essentially. And he shows a little example. And then he has Kevin come up and trace. He has like a shark mounted, like a little toy shark. And then he's got the Lucy thing on it and then kevin is supposed to trace it and does a a terrible job simply awful why did he pick kevin like we've seen out of all of the sharks like i think damon and Lori are by far the best artists 
out of mm-hmm. that group because yes. we've seen them have to do little art projects yes. before. We, we have. We and have. We know this definitively. Kevin can't even write on a post-it note. We realized the other yeah. week he couldn't even draw a legible he dollar can't, symbol. He could draw a dollar sign. On a post-it note. So like You were yeah. so mad about that. It looks very 1800s. Like it, is, it looks yeah. very steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, because it is. Like, it is from the 1800s, which is cool. And I immediately was thinking, again, through the haze of my edible, this is the most specific product of all time. Yeah. He finishes his pitch by saying, who wants to crush the modern art world with me? (laughs) And I'm just like, no one wants to crush the modern art world. Like, that's not like like a thing. Like, you don't crush art. I'm not like, ooh, I want to, like, take a bath and then, like, get cozy on the sofa and crush some art. Like crush no one some says art. that. Modern art at this point, like you're living in a world where it, NFTs exist. You're living in a world where and, Photoshop exists. And, she, and, and she's tracing a fruit bowl. Right. It's it's actually not modern at all. If no, anything, you, make the point that it's cool that it's, it's not retro. digital. It's right. retro. It's getting pen to paper. It's something physical. Like make it cool it. that it's a physical thing that you do. That's potentially cool. I agree. I agree. He should have leaned into the fact that it was analog and not said, crush the modern art world. I will never understand that. But anyway, so he he goes on to say that the breakout is, he says, in terms of customers, he says it's 20% people who want to learn how to draw, mm-hmm. 20% existing professionals who know how to draw but want this as like an, a, a tracing tool to make their work go faster, and then 60% something else like he was kind of vague about it like just like amateur artists like I don't really know what the difference is there but clearly it's just like I think it's like probably a a few professionals who have a specific use case for it and then just a bunch of people who are like I don't know this looks cool yeah yeah pretty much and I also just realized that Les gives the kind of vibe first of all his name is Les second of all he has kind of one of those like Amish style he's got a chin strap it only only ever makes me think of Amish people. Right, which is neither here nor there. But it's it's dawning on me now that this man might have found a time machine from 1842. Oh, my God, Sylvie. And traveled into <laughs> our like, time, and that would surprise me 0%. Do you he's know like, what okay, I mean? what's the coolest invention <laughs> from today? Right, right. And I'm going to invent a time machine, travel forward in time, and sell it on a national platform. And my name is Les, so I, I'm not changing my name. I'm mm-hmm. not changing my beard. I'm not changing, and I'm, yes, I'm not changing my facial hair. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Yeah, you just put a polo shirt on. Yeah. He probably so, invented the car sick bib because he was getting car sick because he had never been in a car before. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only now acclimated to the modern world. The horse and buggy was just a different game back then. So, it, okay, another hit to me for the Lucy art is – it costs $128. Yeah. That was really also surprising because it's, it's again, analog. I don't think there's any, like, electronics mm. in it. Again, I right. didn't understand it. It's it's $128. <laughs> He's doing pretty well. He made $2.3 million last year. Uh, or he, he made $2.3 million, like, over the last year. And then the year before that, they made, like, $1.6 million. So they're, he's doing well, but it's too much money. Yeah. When he said it cost $128, I was like, okay, they're going to have sold three of these. And it turns out they have lifetime sales of $10 million. Yeah, it's and really surprising. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, the they're doing okay numbers-wise. Cuban is basically like, this is boring. Like, I'm yeah. out. Like, yeah. I – 
I'm oh, bored. A lot of them are just not interested in the product, which I kind of yep. get. It's very niche. Like, it looks fun. It looks like kind of like a lark, but not something that would, like, that would keep your interest for an extended period of time. Robert's out. Lori drops out. Kevin drops out. Everyone is sort of congratulating him on the $10 million in sales. Right. It feels like at the end of the day, Les is kind of just here to redeem himself after the disastrous car sick bib I situation. Agree. I agree. And I'm I'm ready to just watch him walk out with no deal. And then, and then. <laughs> Damon. Damon. Damon was on one today. He was absolutely on one. He comes out of left fucking field. Yeah. The man who like rarely invests. Mm-hmm. And he throws down and he offers 300K for 20%, which is like not that bad. No, I mean, that's, you know, double what he asked for, but that's still really not that bad. I was expecting something much sharkier. I was expecting him to say like 50%, honestly. Yep, me too. Me too. And eventually they strike a deal for 300K for 15%. So good good for you, yeah, Les. You Damon, take that back to the 1800s. I know, Les. Like, oh my God. Uh, $300,000 in the 1800s will get you, you, he would be like the richest man in America. He's a Rockefeller. He would be an early proto-Rockefeller. A proto-Rockefeller. Uh, Damon Cookson, his name in lights. <laughs> what if like, what if like Damon accepted and then like the lights dimmed and came back on? And, like, the whole world was, like, a little bit different. And, like, all the big buildings <laughs> in New York were, like, Cookson, had Cookson name on it. But like, <laughs> like 30 our, Cookson Center. Our screen, I love that. Our screens, like, flicker for just a moment. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, reality is slightly shifted. Before they cut to a break, they do an update from the same season, which doesn't happen often, mm-hmm. of this product, Tentacle, which I, I guess I didn't watch oh. this episode. It's, like, an octopus-themed phone mount that it's really clever looking it looks like like a bunch of tentacles <laughs> at the end he was essentially like all we had to do was get on shark tank get a shark to invest have our sales skyrocket to hundreds of thousands of dollars and now we have a chance to move out of our rv and into a house like i was like that is america right there like this is what this guy had to do to even have a whisper of a chance to buy a home he's been living in an rv this entire time Oh, man. Should we take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's break. Alyssa, can you tell us as a new mom how you feel about this next product? Tell us a little bit about what's happened to you this past week. So about, you know, five days ago, we adopted a dog. We Mm -hmm. had been chatting with a shelter based out of Alabama that coordinates with shelters in the Northeast. And we had heard about a dog named Raven, who is not named Raven anymore, um, who had been abandoned at this shelter when she was pregnant and had a litter of puppies, all of whom were sort of weaned off and adopted off. And then mama needed a home. And so we heard about her story and she was so cute. They think she's a shepherd mix. She's about two years old. And so we did it. We took formerly Raven, now Poppy, because she's black, like a little poppy seed. Uh, we took her home. We were completely, I had read a lot of books and articles and were totally ready for like all of the anxieties that might come with a dog that has been in a shelter. And she just kind of walked into our apartment and just looked around and was like, I'm <laughs> cool. good with this. <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> okay. And has just been an angel. So, so now that I'm, you know, a dog parent, mm. just a parent, I'm just going to say you, parent. You're just a parent. Now yeah. that I'm a parent, um, I feel like I can speak with some authority about our next product, which is called Swift Paws. 
Um, <laughs> we've got our entrepreneur named Megan and her dog Piper, kind of a hound, hound-looking dog. Very Aww, cute. So very, cute. very cute. Um, Megan is seeking $240,000 for 6% <laughs> of Swift Paws, which is essentially like it's it's basically just a big ring that you can set up and you with a remote control there's like a little handkerchief yeah it looks kind of like a plastic bag that's then going between these strings really fast and the dog gets excited and chases it i will say megan has more energy than i ever will oh my god over this man she has more energy in this pitch than i ever will from the moment I was born until the day I die combined. <laughs> like lifetime energy for yes, me lifetime is, energy. is not as high as this 10 minutes of Megan time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she is she she should be using the swift pause because she's got a lot, a lot of energy. She needs to and, tire herself. Out. Yes, exactly. And so they do a demonstration where they're all controlling the thing as it's zipping around and Piper the dog is having just a grand old time. Apparently this is called dog luring. And it is a growing sport becoming a huge trend amongst dog owners, similar to like your agility training. And in my head, I'm like, this is just dog racing. This is just dog racing. (laughs) But it's cuter. It's cuter. That's it. Right. And she says that the straight line specific competition is called Fast Cat, which made me laugh. So yeah, it's, you know, it's an insane valuation She's a lot. She's like, I'm a total dog mom. She's very millennial energy, which I'm allowed to say because I'm a millennial. Please don't come at me. Please don't cancel me for that. I also laughed because, okay, I didn't laugh at this. She gets into her story. She started it, uh, A, because she like learned about this new sport, but B, because she lost her dog, Pretzel, who was Mm -hmm. like 14. She was like, and we lost little Pretzel. And Mr. Wonderful goes, what happened? I I know. She Um, said we lost Pretzel and (laughs) – like, what do you the, think happened, Kevin? She was 14 years died. old. Died. It's, it's not a little girl. It's, right. a, it's a dog. But also if it was, like, what if she was like, oh, she got hit by a car. I was or so afraid that that is what the answer was going to be. Some she horrific story. She I means a chicken bone exactly. and it tore up her like, stomach. I, or- I can't. I'm already, like, up late, like, stressing about the different ways that Poppy might die in this house. <laughs> I don't need to hear about other ways. 14, let's just assume it was old age. Let's not ask. So she started lure chasing in 2012. Right. And then they launched with a Kickstarter in 2018 because she was basically like, wait, I could make this equipment better and I could do a recreational version of it. Uh, because because a, 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 a professional version is $2,500. Right, right. They did a seed round in 2020, raised $670,000, which is amazing. Uh, after that seed round, she owned 63%, which yep. is pretty good for, mm-hmm. for raising that much money. And then we get into the retail price, which- Oh, my God. Steep. Woo, spicy mama. It's like dollars $499. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's $500. Yeah. But still, year to date, they've done 750 k worth of business. And over a lifetime, they've done $1.5 So people are buying them. Yeah, I agree. I think the like steep price, because she says, because Robert's like, I wish it cost $200. And she's like, oh, that's actually like the target price point that I want to get to. The other thing that uh, was my really, my primary reaction to this is I feel like we're just getting, we're using too many robots to raise our dogs. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) just, just. As a parent, how does this issue affect you, Alyssa? You know, as as a parent, (laughs) I don't want to just get a robot 
to babysit her mm. with all these puzzle games and the nest thing where you mm. talk to them. There's too much technology. Just just raise the dog, you know? Too much tech. So wow. and and like I'm not I'm not against this product. I actually think it's really cool and I think my child Poppy would really love it. I just I don't know. I was like what when does where does it end? I got to be honest, uh you sound like one of those parents who's like just had a baby and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, little Begonia will never have screen time. Like I'll never yeah, be yeah, putting yeah. an iPad in front of her at a restaurant. And I'm the mom with like the five year old. And I'm like, yeah. good luck, sweetie. Like I'll talk to you when she's flipping a table over at Olive Garden. Like, why would I want to push my baby away from me? And I'm like, I, am I give realizing the, that I sound like that. I give her the screen anytime she asks yeah, for exactly. it. Exactly. Just shove it in her face. Just <laughs> the dog brings me a toy. Someone uh, <laughs> t- turn on the swift pause. Everyone feels very positive about her as an entrepreneur. She kind of reveals that she kept everyone on her team employed during COVID yeah. because they don't have a lot of profits. And she's like, well, I kept everyone on during COVID. And Cuban is like, good for you. Like that, yeah. that's, you're yeah, a good. She's a good person. Good, yeah, she's you're a good, good person. Yes. So Mr. Wonderful says to bring it to a factory. He's like, this is too expensive. I'm out. Damon says he loves her, but he can't help her because he just spent all of his money on a projector. Um, <laughs> Cuban says she's, quote, the perfect entrepreneur who just needs a little help. And I yeah. was like, wow. And that is usually lead up for like, so I'm going to make for, you an, an offer. offer. And yes. he goes, he goes, but I'm out. <laughs> and I am not going to be the one to offer that help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're feeling kind of like, ooh, is she going to get a deal at this point? And yeah, then, I d- really did not think she was going to. And that is such a high valuation. Yep. And so then go go ahead. So then so, so then Lori comes out of left field, very much like Damon earlier in the episode. Yes. And not only puts in an offer, but gives her – the Lori Golden Ticket, which, I mean, as we know, is is just an absurd thing that she has branded herself when she offers to take someone at the at the deal that they're asking for. Stop like, we all know that. Trying we know to that make she's, the Golden Ticket happen, Lori. Like, only Lori is, is selling the Golden Ticket. And it's literally just, it just means that she's, taking someone at the offer that they're asking for. There's nothing else to it. She's like, I only give one per season. She's making up, she's created a whole world around the golden ticket. And shockingly, (laughs) shockingly, Laura offers, Lori offers the golden ticket to Megan for this deal to shell out that much money for 6% of the company. I was like, $240,000 for 6%. I was shocked. I was like, Lori is seeing something that I am not seeing. Right. Me, I had the exact same feeling because the sharks kind of press her on that and they say, like, she <laughs> says, she's like, I think it's a $100 million company. And the sharks are like, uh, no, probably not. Um, I, I laughed because when Lori was, like, doing her buildup to talking yeah. about the golden ticket, the other sharks were like, don't, don't do it, Lori. Lori, yeah. don't, don't. Which, like, <laughs> Probably was so awkward for that woman, Megan, because all these sharks are being like, don't do it. Don't, this is not, this is not the time to do it. Not the time to do it. I think Lori just realized that the season was coming to an end and she hadn't yes. given out her golden ticket. Yes. And she's worried about the equity of, I agree. The, of the golden ticket if she doesn't end up using it. And she's just like, well, fuck it. Uh, there's only one episode left. Uh, okay, this one. <laughs> so yeah, she makes this deal with no negotiating. It's insane. And then Megan has basically like a breakdown on... <laughs> the stage. When it cut back to Megan, 
she wasn't just like, she didn't have like a single tear. Her face was wet. Yep. From tears. Gleaming. She, gleaming. Gleaming. Yep. She mm-hmm. had tears pouring down her face, which like great, lovely, happy that she got a deal, sad about pretzel, but whoa, she got very emotional. Whoa. Just whoa. And then we cut to one of my favorite parts of the episode after Megan leaves, which is they put a $20 bill on the little chaser oh and God, they make Mr. Wonderful chase a $20 bill, which <laughs> I really so did funny. like. And that it was hysterical. I really enjoyed that and it felt it felt good to watch it that really, happen. It it really, really did. I feel like that's like a gif that you and I are gonna use. Yes. Yes. Oh God. God, this reminded me of a fucking 30 Rock episode. I didn't like any of it. It starts with this guy, Steve, who's saying, shocks. He, like, doesn't actually have that pronounced of a Boston accent, but he, like, really <laughs> plays it up for the first part of his pitch, and then it just kind of, he just kind of sinks into a non-Boston accent for the rest yeah. of the pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes, shocks. I'm Steve Scalings from New England, and I'm seeking $200,000 for 15% of my company, Busy Box. <laughs> Uh, And at this point, thank you so much. I'm already furious at this point. (laughs) He says that COVID made work from home impossible. And as he's doing this, he has his teammate Connor do this like cheesy fucking acting where he's like walking through a fake door and pretending to interrupt the pitch and all this stuff. So he basically says like, I was having a really hard time working from home and I suddenly had four people in my family all working from home. Uh, So I created the first status sign for work from home professionals. So the busy box is quite literally a sign. It kind of looks like one of those old-timey on-air signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like or it. not even old-timey, like something that you'd see outside of a studio yeah. that just turns on, right? And it's when the light is on, you're shooting, you're recording, yep. you're busy. He basically says you can hang it above your door at home, choose what it says, like reading or busy or on a call or mm-hmm. quiet, please, or whatever – um, it is kind of cool that it can link up to your calendar, actually. Yes. I, I, as soon as he was describing it, I was like, I would only want this if it could sync up to yes. my calendar. Yes. Because, like, imagine having – I mean, it would be really nice to have some sort of signifier yeah. to the outside world that, like, when you have a meeting on your Google Cal, it pops up and then no one's walking in asking you, like, hey, do you want lunch or, like, yes. whatever. Totally. I, I don't hate this product in theory. I think right. that it's a like you're saying. I think it's a good idea. I think that it's clever that it syncs up with your calendar. Mm-hmm. But I have a few problems with it. The first is mm. I'm just we've talked about the COVID fatigue. Yes, in terms yes. of products that are a solution yes. for the COVID work from home Ugh. situation where family members are all crammed into a house. Your mute me's, your yep. oot boxes. No, <laughs> one, there's your mute me's, your <laughs> oot boxes. There's not a taste for it anymore. It's, it, and and we're it's it, we're two years into this pandemic, so it also feels a little late on this one. I agree. That being said, I think that there are merits to having like you know essentially like you're saying an on air light. But Steve goes into Steve just goes on. He brings out Connor, who is somehow not related to him, but looks Insane. exactly like him, like his son. He looks think, like his son. It I was think so he's confusing. A, I think he's like a secret, like a love child. Maybe, maybe. I, I think like, this maybe is someone who he had an affair with Connor's mom and then that, one led to another and that his mom was like, okay, you don't pay us child support, but you need right. to employ you, our son. You can't call him your son, but you can call him your teammate. Yep. And that's, <laughs> thus is, thus is Busy Box. I would never put this in my home because it's 
fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. And the digital one is even more ugly. It's insane. It's, yes. It's, it's ugly just, and insane. It looks like dystopian future. Yes. I don't like it. It's it's weird. And it's, also it's expensive. The digital model is $300. That's the other thing is that it's $300. Who is going for the digital model and paying $300 for it? I, I, I can't even concoct a fictional person in my head who would want this product. When I'm done with my day working from home, now that we have like COVID, if I don't go mm-hmm. into the office, if I work from home, I close my computer up. I close everything up. Mm-hmm. I put it into a very specific place that's out of the way where I don't see it because I don't want to. And then I don't sit in that place while I'm right. like eating dinner or relaxing. Right. So healthy. that is my workspace. Like yeah. you have to have a separation. So yeah. I don't want anything to remind me of work when I'm not working because then your brain never shuts off. You never mm-hmm. get a break. If I had to walk by Oof. a door to like our office Playing and like a see? cute cartoon of like you on a pen, like you yeah. scribbling onto a notepad. Oh, or even if it was turned off, I would see it mm-hmm. and think work. It were yes, rhyme totally. work and I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, I get that. The the other issue that I had with Steve is he's like, he's one of those like empire builders. Yes. Like, we're going to turn this into a, an empire. We're going to make office supplies. We're going to ex- like extend the use of this. We're And then he says, we're going to get it into the wellness world. And that that is what Mark was like, okay, you lost me. Like yeah. that was when Mark officially <laughs> stepped out. And I don't blame him because it's like, we don't need to build empires, you know? Like everyone's, Human- everyone wants to build an empire. We don't got to build an empire. You got one product, stick to the product. You don't need the empire. I I, lo- I agree. I loved the ending of this segment actually because Cuban says like, oh, that's too many tangents. Yeah, and then he says, whatever something evolves to the well of the space, I'm out. And I wrote down in all caps, Cube would not have invested in Theranos. No, you're right. Because you're right. Theranos started, like, sold to, got that at Walgreens investment because they were like, oh, we're yeah. going to make wellness-centric right. Walgreens. Right, right, right. And Mark Cuban would have been like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, that that really, I think, um, put, was the icing on the cake for all the all the sharks. I don't think anyone was really that interested to begin no. with. Uh, so, you know, Rob, Robert also thinks wellness is a stretch. <laughs> Lori's out because of the price, not because of the wellness thing. Right. Um, Kevin's out and then Damon's out. It's just like, it, it, it's over for them. Okay, Everyone but- is just like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> it did. Okay, Robert going out though made me laugh so hard because they all, they give them each a little box and Robert's like, it's kind of too weird. And then he goes, so I guess I'm, and then he holds up his box and he's programmed the box to say out. Oh my God. And wait, how did, how did I miss that? It, it, I think I was taking notes. Wait, wait I have let to me, fast forward to this. He's literally just holding his busy box and it just says <laughs> out on it the entire time he's doing his explanation. Oh my God. Uh, did Ooh, that, that not feel rough? Yeah, that is rough. <laughs> even for even for Mac, could you imagine having to like smile and nod and listen to him explain and just see that he's holding a sign that says out? Like, I'd simply pass oh, away. Man. I'd yeah. simply expire in that moment. <laughs> uh, and so did Steve. And and I, I just and so did Steve. <laughs> I and I don't know how he and his teammate Connor are not related. That's all. That's all. Are, are they sure? As is what I wrote. <laughs> Connor, I can't wait for you to meet your real dad. Um, and yeah, uh, should we should we take a quick break? Let's do it. The final product of the day is called Dirty Cookie. 
Um, the entrepreneur's name is Shahira. She's asking for $500,000 for 5% of her company, Dirty Cookie, which is essentially like an edible arrangement, a cookie bouquet, if you will. But it's selling, but it's, it's sending people cookie shot glasses that come with different sorts of like delicious milks, like an horchata or a chai or something. And you pour it into the cookie shot glass and you drink it and then you eat the cookie. Right. It's, it's simply at the end of the day, a cookie shot glass. It's a cookie shot glass, which like Shahira keeps talking about it. Like she invented it. She says that they have a patent on the mold. We've all seen the cookie shot glass. This is not We new. have. Yeah, if you've been on Instagram or Pinterest, which is where she got the original idea, yes, uh, she you says. have seen this product. And yeah. it did – Here, okay, here's a question for you. Did you think that they looked good? No, I don't think they did, They looked good. Wow. I, I, first, I first saw this product on um, when, when the cronut was, like, really having a moment. Mm. And then Dominique Ansel Bakery, like, the next thing that they were trying to, to make – a moment for was a cookie shot glass that came mm. with milk in it. Um, right. And and that one looks – and it's Dominique Ansel and, and it's smaller quantities and stuff. That one looks really tasty. This one looked like it was going to have the consistency of cardboard. Right. I'm not saying that they looked elegant or like yeah. insta-worthy, but I, I do think that they looked kind of good in a gross way to me. But then you find out – that a dozen of these puppies are going to run you forty nine ninety nine, yeah. which that's is like dollars. Yeah, but that's kind of standard for like an edible arrangement, or again, like a cookie bouquet. Their twenty eighteen sales were three hundred k. Whatever, that's fine. It's great yeah. for a farmers market style product. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, their sales shot up two point seven million, yeah. which is when the sharks get really interested. Right, right, right. The DIY kits, understandably, went super viral. Uh, and it was a huge problem for them to, like, try to fill orders. They had no inventory. They make everything handmade right now, which is insane. And yeah. she reveals <laughs> – All the sharks were like, ah. <laughs> right, because she reveals that she needs a machine in Italy. In Italy. Can- <laughs> She's like, there is a machine. It's in Italy. I'm like, is this, like, a secret <laughs> mission that you're, like, prepping us for? <laughs> it felt very uh, – Lost City of Z. It felt very mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. We have to retrieve like, the Holy is Grail machine. from Italy. It's in Italy, a giant cookie machine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it costs like a zillion dollars, but it costs $400,000, but it can make like 4,000 cookies an hour or something crazy. Yeah. I mean, it may, I mean I, I'm sure it's worth it. And just in terms of filling orders and not having to, like, have right. just a bunch of people, like, hand-making these, like, by the thousand. They kind of push her on the valuation because it's so high. And she says, like, well, that's because we have deals coming in. Which makes sense that if it's a really popular product, you'd want people coming to kind of, like, you know, put them in store or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, the idea that it's just a mail-order product feels sh- like she could do more. And she actually used to have a brick-and-mortar, which she had to close down. Uh but, you know, and, and I don't think a brick and mortar is the solution for this, but I, I am glad to hear that she has licensing deals with with other vendors because I mm. don't think this is something that, like, only needs to be a mail order option. Right. And the thing that the thing that freaks the sharks out is that this year they're going to make $2.6 but only walk away with, like, $300,000. And she has $500,000 in debt. She, like, sold her house. She's bootstrapped the whole thing. But she owns the entire thing. So, like, that's good. The debt, 500K in debt, but yep. she owns the whole thing. 
Robert says there's too many unknowns and that's when Lori hops in. So it's a 250K, no, this got so complicated. I stopped writing it down because I was like, I simply don't care. And <laughs> I, agree. I can't imagine anyone that's else caring either. That's why I didn't write it down. It's $250,000 um, as a loan and then another $250,000 to get to the 25% equity. Right, which is to me, it's like if they are cash strapped kind of, if they're only walking mm-hmm. away with 300K right now, I hate when people attach a loan in that because it feels like you don't really believe mm-hmm. in yes. the yeah. business. I don't We've know. It always this, like versus a royalty. I don't like I it. Yeah, that. a royalty, like it's a icky. loan. It feels yeah. icky. It feels well, like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 definitely icky. Um, and, and Robert is is hedging his bets too in a really interesting way. Um, he says that he'll do the $500,000 for 30%. Remember, she's asking for mm-hmm. 5%. Uh, he'll do it for 30%, but she had mm-hmm. said earlier that she thinks that they'll do $6 million next year. He says that if they get to $6 million next year, he'll drop that down to 15%. I loved this. Yes. I loved I this. I had never seen any – like a, Nope. This was like a gamble thing. I I – Really loved it too. The one thing I didn't love though is, is, and I feel like Robert's going to regret saying this. He said, "I'm going to put my money where your mouth is." Mm, <laughs> didn't yeah. love that. Yeah, it. As he's speaking to kind of you oh, know boy, an Robert. attractive younger <laughs> yes. woman, I'm going to put my money where your mouth again, is. Again, he's like, had several divorces. Yeah, so. I'm sure it sounded right in his head, but he had to he had to sort of contextualize <laughs> the moment a little bit more. But he yeah. didn't. I agree. And also, it was interesting because, like, he didn't say he was out, I don't think explicitly earlier, but he was like, oh, there's just too many unknowns. He seemed out. And then Lori made the offer, and then he kind of got interested. There was a little blood in the water for Mm -hmm. this shark. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that offer that he made, though, because it said, like, I'm betting on you betting on yourself. And I'm going to help you either way. But, like, hey, you know – show show me what's up like get to your sales goal and i will go down to 15 percent. that's a huge drop lori decides to match that uh which robert takes offense to and then lori does like her soft voice you know the lori soft voice uh, like when she's like it's yeah it's I very don't. dolores umbridge yes it's very pink big pen to throw pink back to the comparison pen. that you made last week Thank you. It's very Dolores Umbridge. It's yeah. It's very kind of cloying and like mm-hmm. now I, I can make like you an this. offer. It's I you ugh. know I know as a woman that yeah. it's tough and that's why I only want five times what you're asking for. When it's like, shut up, Lori. You just tried to Bank of America this woman into I, oblivion. Yes. Like you just tried to loan shark her <laughs> out of the fucking. Oh my god world like come yeah, on. yeah don't give us the soft lori voice we don't like it we don't, don't want it don't do it and don't and thank it. god uh you know shahira recognizes that too she takes robert's offer i'm happy for them i wrote down we need to set an alarm for a year from now to check in and see if she made yes i know call. i know i'm like they have to do wait a, i'm sending you recap on I'm this s- one I'm going to send you a calendar invite now. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Thank you. I can't wait. Okay. And I'm just, yep, Saturday, April 8th, 2023. So so we are coming to the end of our show. We are. And I have to ask you, which of these products do you think you would be a customer of? (sighs) If I'm being honest, it might be Dirty Cookie. Yeah. Because – 
I don't have a yard. If I had a yard, mm-hmm. I would say the swift paws, but I don't want to deal with that not in a yard. Um, yeah. I hate the Lucy projection draw thing. I don't like the busy bee box. Uh, don't like that. So I'm going to go with the dirty cookie because like I wouldn't mm-hmm. pay $50 for that, but I would be extremely excited to try all the different flavors. Yes, you would certainly accept a box. Yes, I, happily. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to send me one, thank you so much. I'm sure I'm going to like it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and what what product would you choose? Uh, you know, I know that I said I didn't want a robot raising my dog, raising my child, I mean. Mm. Uh, the Swift Paws is intriguing to me, but I sort of have this image of myself bringing it to a park to use your idea, and setting it up for Poppy. Or your parents' house. Or my parents' house. That's true. But, you know, if I'm at a park, what if a bunch of other dogs come over? (laughs) And then it just turns into a frenzy, you know? Right, right, right. I don't want that. It's like how you're not supposed to bring treats to, like, the dog park. Yes, That's, like, bad exactly. etiquette because you don't want the other dogs to, like, go crazy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They would be, like, seagulls, like, mm. descending upon this little spinning <laughs> yeah. plastic bag. Uh, so I like the idea of, like, giving her some exercise. And, and again, just love Megan's boundless energy. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think I would probably go Dirty Cookie, too, even though I'm very skeptical about the consistency. Wow. Very, very skeptical about the consistency. But I would be thrilled to be proven wrong. Well, we'll keep you guys posted, and uh, we'll see you next week around the tank. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.